0: Hello, welcome to Broken Mind and Growing Confidence, the podcast with funding from the National Lottery and the Government. I'm Claire from Positive Life Workshops. I am a guide and a healer. I help people who have struggled with anxiety and depression, who want to start living that more positive life. This is Serena Novelli, and I've invited her to come and join us because I've been kind of watching her on Facebook and what she's been doing. Not overly, but she comes up in my feed quite often, and you kind of, the things you do with your kids and stuff like that, the way that you are with them, and it just kind of, it's quite inspiring. I've started talking to my kids more about, like, how they feel about their bodies and how confident they are, and kind of, they're a bit young for the sexual empowerment side of things, but still kind of saying that it is all right to... Feel those things, and to that, it's normal, and it has kind of allowed me to be a bit more open with them. So, thank you for that. So, you're
1: welcome. <laughs> thank you for yeah. having me here
0: today. Yeah. Okay. So, Super- you are—is um, it a body confidence and sexual
1: empowerment coach? Is that your title at the moment? Yes, that's what I am. So, I am—I'm called a body confidence and sexual empowerment coach because. I'm a team leader with Ann Summers as well. So I've been with Ann Summers for 15 years and um, I was really shy, um, very insecure. Um, and I wouldn't say boo to a goose. I had body dysmorphia, suffered from anxiety and depression and really couldn't like get out of the house. or Or if somebody gave me a compliment, I would really struggle with that and think that it was... Um, a tongue-in-cheek kind of compliment because they were taking the mickey out of me and so I would take it in the wrong way. And so I did a lot of self-development, a lot of um, self-discovery on myself and within that role of Anne Summers, I learned how to really kind of, I call it unleashing your inner diva and becoming more of a sexually empowered woman. And that doesn't necessarily mean all the time. It's about physical sex but it's just about owning your body and, and feeling good in the skin that you're in and knowing your worth. That's, that's kind of why I called myself that as I, as I did my coaching um, diplomas and things. It, it
0: really interested, especially all of us lot. And I know that we, we had a conversation last night on our WhatsApp group. Um, some of us were excited and our, we told our partners about it, uh, what we were doing today. We were having this session. And we was like, "Oh yes, they're good," and I was like, "Let's get our sexy on, ladies." <laughs> um, and then there's obviously some of us who don't have partners, and some of us who are kind of building relationships and things like that. So, and and it's mm-hmm. kind of knowing that they're also allowed to be sexually empowered, and it's important. And sometimes we need that sexual empowerment before of ourselves before we can go on and actually be that sexually empowered woman within a relationship sometimes that's, that's what we need to take that step into having a relationship to have that empowerment for ourselves and absolutely. i think it's really good yeah, so um, I, I
1: believe that it's definitely it has to come from within first to be able to express your wants needs and desires um to somebody else you have to absolutely understand them yourself so the best way to do that is to really work inward and work on that sexual energy um, and all of that lovely femininity that we have as women because we we kind of live in a masculine world right now right we've got all of these plates juggling we're, we're workers it's not like um back in the day where you would be a housewife and and a, a mum and that's kind of it so we've lost that feminine part of us somewhere along the line so it's really key to like looking wood find that again find that femininity you kind of need a balance of both um and then and then you start to discover things like lots of amazing things about you
0: so I did um a womb cleansing ceremony so I'm quite I'm very spiritual and I've kind of been opening up a bit more about this in my page and because I've kind of started to become more authentically me and kind of use the things that have helped me to help other people. So it's all right me saying, if I say I did this, this and this to get to where I am and I leave out that I also did this, this and this, then I'm not fully kind of allowing those skills and those things that I've learned to come across and sexual empowerment is part of that with me I mean people who know people who know me know that I'm kind of like oh yeah I need sex and I want sex and I want it every day and and I and I enjoy it and I love it and people are like oh my god how are you like that why are you like that and all my life people have been like well you have sex every day. Well how do you cope? And it's like, well, not every single day, but as much as off as much as like I want to and yeah, more or less every day. And sometimes we get tired and sometimes we don't. And and it's just knowing that it's all right to do that and if we're doing it in the right way and we're getting good energies from it and we're actually getting, well, basically, if we're getting orgasms at the end of the day, that, that's what we need from our sex, isn't it? And, and we have to kind of allow ourselves to get to that point and, and to kind of be free and allow that empowerment so that we can yeah. get to that point. Because I know a lot of people struggle. I work with somebody. yeah, And she was, um, at the time, probably about 28, 29, and she had never had an orgasm and she was so embarrassed and she would stop her partner if she felt like she was getting to an orgasm because she didn't want, she didn't know what it was and she was scared and I think sometimes if we're in that situation, you're not, because you don't know yourself and you don't know that feeling and that energy is really good energy actually in law of attraction for manifesting things. It's the, one of the most powerful energies you will ever, ever experience and if you can hold on to that energy and that feeling and remember it and use that energy to kind of manifest things into your life in that intensity and and it is it's getting there isn't it it is um, allowing yourself to do these things
1: a lot of women hold them they hold themselves back um, because there's a there is a stigma even still on women's sexuality and how we can talk about it whereas a man can talk quite openly about having a wank or like come in or the, the woman down the road whereas women in our own little groups we we're all right but as a society it's still quite a taboo subject so I think that women tend to hold back from their wants because they feel that they shouldn't be allowed to have them they're still that old-fashioned kind of thing stigma that's associated with it so I've just started a course which is a year's course at the end of this year's course I'm going to be a sex love and relationship coach as well so I'm literally I'm all excited we're going to be learning I'm going to be learning about all of the power of and the healing of jade eggs and um, it's just like that meditation throughout your body and just feeling that femininity like from your womb and 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 your pussy and all of that kind of stuff so I'm super excited to get delving into that work my list of oh my goodness right if you could ever think of a list if you ever do a course and you get you know you get your your, what books you need and your equipment you need mine includes um a jade egg a glass dildo a glass bath plug (laughs) (laughs) it's like literally I was like holy moly now it's fine for me because I'm an Ann Summers rep and so I absolutely get why we're using these you know why these tools are are there and I get that we need to discover ourselves to be able to discover and be able to help women discover themselves um but I was thinking holy if some poor lady is booked onto this course um and she has no idea what she's doing that <laughs> list is gonna terrify her it's gonna she's gonna even run away or she's gonna be like oh my goodness I found heaven <laughs> um, but it's a it's an amazing course that I'm going to be doing and it's all about Like you know, there's never there. There can be no feeling down there as well because we don't allow ourselves to feel. So in those sexually empowered moments, we could be thinking of the school run. We could be thinking of what we're having for dinner tomorrow. We can be thinking of you know an argument that you might have had with your partner or a loved one previously, and all of that is playing on your mind. So when you're having that sexual experience, you're not fully committed to that experience. You're not fully committed to letting yourself. Um, for those feelings and allowing yourself to be free and let yourself go. Um, And that's why women, I think, hold back a lot. So it's all about learning the tools and just being able to let go and be in that moment and in that flow. And you're absolutely right. That energy flow is a powerful tool. And you can bring that into absolutely everything. Um, It's not just the sexual energy. That energy, when you find it, if you can find the right flow you can manifest through absolutely every part of your life.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think with my meditation practice, growing and increasing and changing and all the different other things that I do in my life, kind of being ODR, I've kind of allowed myself. um, I've always been a sexual person. I mean, I used to have probably more sex toys and some summers of ever adding the whole catalogue under my bed at one point um now I'm with a different partner and he's kind of a bit well what do you need that for when you've got me which is a good thing in ways um and he kind of he likes that bit but it's it's more And more what I was trying to say is that when you said it's what we're thinking about when we're doing it I mean if we're thinking about the school one and an argument we've had and this that and that it's it's thinking about the negative energies so we're not going to get the pleasure that we're going to get it's about kind of going into it like you're going into a meditation it's special time and using your breath to relax you don't think about your body is
1: absolutely powerful
0: don't think about what your body looks like. Just close your eyes if you bother what your body looks like and go inside and actually enjoy it and allow yourself to enjoy it. And Because we're allowed to. It, that, it's there as a tool. And, and like yeah. we've both been talking about with the energies, it's once you kind of get there and you allow it, it it's kind of amazing. And, and it does. Yeah. And, and no one can take that away from you because it's yours. It's your sexual empowerment. And being confident in your body, if you're not confident in your body, it's kind of focusing on the things that you are confident in. So it's. Yeah.
1: I think with your body parts, a lot of women have hang ups. I mean, pretty much every woman I've ever met has some form of hang ups and they deal with it in a different way. Um, but we've all got lumps and bumps, we've all got wobbly bits, and we're all loved. Um, and so we're loved by other people, but somehow we have this hang up on ourselves that we can't really love or appreciate who we are. And we're always looking at the parts of us that we don't quite like. Um, So I teach my clients to kind of flip that and we start to focus on the bits that we do like, and we start to learn to really love and appreciate them. And then we work on the other parts separately and we learn to, we might not love them straight away, but we learn to appreciate why, why they're like that so it could be that I've got five children so I've definitely got a mummy tummy it's wobbly it bounces about um, it gets in the way sometimes and 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 my father-in-law yeah. likes to have little digs sometimes but I'm not bothered what he says you know he's just, he's just that's a father-in-law thing and um, it's, it's there but actually it provided a safe environment for five children to grow and develop and and be born. So that's how I look at that wobbly belly and the marks I have on there, my stretch marks and the loose bits of skin. That's, That's what, I wouldn't have that if I didn't have five children and I wouldn't ever want to be without my five children. So I absolutely love my belly for that. So it's when you can learn to start to look at those parts, you can start to appreciate them in a different light and then you can start to let go of that anxiety and that worry about that part looking inward at what you are and allowing that energy and that breath to come out during a, a sexual experience, whether that be with a partner on your own with toys, like self masturbating, whatever it is that you're doing. If you can just allow that energy to flow and you can learn what it is that your body needs, what your body desires in those moments, you can then actually learn to what buttons to push and then if you are in a relationship or if you're looking for a relationship when you get to that point you can be open and honest about what it is that you want what it is that you need from that relationship and that relationship will grow and blossom because you're being open and honest and you're using that communication um, and you're not just getting shitty sex because you haven't said it's not right or you you know it's uncomfortable and you just lay there and let it happen because you want it to be over because you're not enjoying it you enjoying every experience because you're being open and honest. It is really important.
0: You know what you like <laughs> and you know what you enjoy and, and you get into a relationship where you, you're comfortable to actually talk about these things. Then I think that's kind of an important thing within a relationship. If you're not comfortable to talk about these things, then is that no. the right relationship for you? Because
1: yeah,
0: it, it's, it's getting the confidence to know that you can say, if you just did it like that, it would make a massive difference. And yeah. like, just write the like to the left of it to the, show them. Get older around. Yeah. I mean, they don't know, do. do they? And
1: they're, they're probably no, really no. wanting to pleasure you. And and if you're not saying anything, they think that's what they're doing. If you're faking orgasms, that's what they think they're doing. They think they're pleasuring you, so they're going to continue to do that, right? They're not going to stop doing it because they think that's what's working. So until you tell them, actually let's try it this way or I found when I was touching myself that I really liked it here would you like to have a go or you know I like things when it's warm or I like it when it's hot and if you're using like a glass dildo or anything like that you can heat those up and you can cool those down as long as they're not going to burn you or like absolutely be freezing you can play with temperature and you can um you can just explore different parts of your body in your arona zones and also all of that um endorphins that that even from like your nipples and, and things like that, you're releasing all of that good, happy hormone. So it, it's really good to play and explore. Um, it's not, you shouldn't be ashamed of it or embarrassed by it in any way.
0: Yeah, a definite amount of, I've got chickens running around, me you now they're Like, what's going on here? What are these?
1: Lots talking chickens about? getting a bit so, randy.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are. So one's just started laying as well. So yeah, we might have baby chicks soon, especially if they can hear what we're talking about. <laughs> I think it is. It's just knowing that if you kind of do the same thing all the time when you have sex, it's going to get boring, and you're allowed to say. Them come on, let's do it in here or let's do it over there. Let's let's change it up a bit. Let's kind of do this. So it's, my other half said something the other day and I went, oh, you want a bit of kink in it, do you? I want a bit of kink in me change. And I don't know what it was, but that's what I heard him say. So I was like, oh, and I just repeated yeah. it back to him what I thought he said. And then he was like, hmm. And it's just like these little things to know that it's all right to do things a bit different and like to do what you enjoy because that's what gets us what we want in life to be happy and yeah it's I I did a live this morning about self-discovery and and this is part of that definitely part of that a massive part of that when I was really poorly I mean with my mental health when I was suicidal masturbating was one of the only things that got me through that because that was the only thing that made me feel good yeah nothing else that I tried made me feel good but I've probably never said this to anybody ever before, and it's just this is one of the things that when I was feeling really, really suicidal and really bad, and I didn't have anything else to hold on to, nothing else, I still I could still make myself feel good, exactly. and I could, and I was allowed to do that because who was going to stop me? And if that made me feel good when I was like on the other side, not wanting to even live then why should I be embarrassed about that? Why should I kind of hold that back? That might help somebody.
1: Absolutely. So if you're feeling really,
0: really, really rubbish and crap and you're full of anxiety and you're full of worry, if you can kind of take this in yourself and pleasure yourself, make yourself feel happy in that way, then why not? Because if if that's going to stop you from like kind of doing something stupid, go for it. Stay in bed
1: all it, day, girl. It reduces <laughs> you know what stress. I mean? Yeah, it definitely <laughs> reduces stress and anxiety and depression, and it can re- it absolutely like brings on that happy hormone. So you can, it's a self care. It's uh, it is part of your self care routine. On this course that I'm about to start, we have been advised that we should be practicing, and she calls it home play, um, three to five times a week um that's her guidelines for us as as the um people who are co- as our coaches so when we go out to our clients that's what we'll be obviously saying to our clients as well and it doesn't like you said it doesn't need to be in the same way every single time because it's about experimenting and learning new ways and new things that you like and if you can do that with your partner as well if you've got partners then it just makes it that little bit more special for you as well because you're aligned and things like the meditation and stuff like that. If you can do couple meditation, if you can go back to back with your partner and just spend like 15 minutes a day or every other day, like breathing and really becoming in tune with your breath and that breath work, that in itself, can be a little bit like tantric sex if you can get that breath work going and you can start to feel the the energy of your partner at the same time it can be a little bit of a, um, a self-discovery thing for the two of you and to kind of get in tune with each other's bodies one of my clients her partner and her weren't aligned and so I suggested for her to pop in you need to be feeling safe in a sexual experience you need to know that you feel safe and comfortable in what you're going to be doing and you don't want to feel pressured because if you feel pressured then that's something that's not gonna you're not going to enjoy it so I just said to her if you're feeling anxiety over little things and you can't actually voice that at the moment maybe do a pleasure jar and in that pleasure jar you just sit down together and you write things out, just little simple things and make it a fun experiment where you just put different pleasures into a jar. Um, but you're obviously aware of what each other's putting in that jar because you're doing it together and you pop it in the jar, <laughs> leave it for a couple of days. And then between the two of you, whenever you're feeling like, you know, it's time to, to do whatever, you can pour pleasure out. And if it's the fellow that's pulled it out, then he can do that activity on the woman as a surprise. She's not knowing what's coming, but it's something that's been written down and something that they're both going to be aligned with. And vice versa, you can pull out for your partner and and give him that pleasure and that experience that he's been looking for. Um, But it's a safe environment because you know exactly what's in that jar. You know, you just don't know what you're going to pull out on the day. Um, and you don't have to plan not, not, I'm not saying like plan the days because that's like kind of that spon, spon, I can't say the word spon, I can't say it someone say it for me <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go that word
1: there I couldn't get it out of my mouth that needs to still happen but, <laughs> but, you, but you get what I mean if you've got that jar you can just like maybe you're feeling a bit randy you pull it out you don't even tell them and then you just start You know, I don't know, nibbling their ear and getting to to work on the piece of paper that you've pulled out, and it just—it can change. It can, if that communication isn't there, it can change it up a little bit because you're doing what they desire. Yeah, I like this. I don't think I'll be able to get my partner
0: to sit back to back with me for 15 minutes and meditate, though. I think that's a bit of a big ask from him at the minute. He's he's kind of getting there slowly, slowly. He's kind of—he has started to actually meditate. When he goes, because I've always meditated in the bath, so he's actually started to meditate and do things like that. And it it is, it's it's really helped him with his anxiety, to be honest with you, because he kind of is asking, is is like searching for himself and who he is, and that's what we all need to do. It's the self discovery, and it it kind of just keeps coming back to it, doesn't it? It's when you discover yourself and in your whole self, when you know who you are, life just becomes better because. You you only do things and you that are aligned with you. Um, um I think we it's we, we me and Sarah talked about um colors the other day, and it's like if you've got if, if you're a yellow and you're dipping into all these different colors, it's going to make your color messed up. So and and it's knowing that you can you can look after your color. You are that color, and you can make your color shine bright. You can be that bright yellow that you are, and you don't have to mix in with other people and do the things that you don't like to do and it's knowing that when our friends we can all be friends and we can be we can do things we don't have to all like what each other do we don't have to have the same opinions as each other like my example is i really really dislike abba and a lot of people like abba and a lot of people like mama mia and i know that but well, I've got reasons why I don't like Abba, do you know what I mean? So my yeah. reasons I don't like Abba is because my ex-husband used to make me watch Mamma Mia all the time and play Abba constantly. So every time I hear Abba, it just takes me back to that horrible place. So yeah, I don't like it. And I know that a lot of my friends do. And it's being confident and, and to be able to say, no, turn yeah. that off. It's going to just make me not happy. Turn it off. Like, no, okay. And I will stand up and start shouting. And, and it's because I know myself.
1: Yeah.
0: And I know. It's boundaries, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might all laugh at me and make me listen to it, but I can still put my point down and I'll probably just shout all the way through it because I'm confident that I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I get that. It is. It it all links around. um, Once we know ourselves, we're more comfortable in our bodies and we start to look after ourselves a bit more and that increases our confidence and things like that. So once we kind of make these small steps and start to make these changes, like even like if we're not confident with our body, but then we start to look at things that we do like about our body, then we start to meditate and we start to do these different things and we start to find out who we are, then... Our diet will change because we start like naturally because we'll start to kind of that's the way we're living. We're starting to go along with things that are, that are right for us. Whereas if we're not doing the whole package, if we're just trying to have a diet and lose weight, but we're not kind of looking after like we're not thinking about the things we like about ourselves. If you're only concentrating on losing weight and and having a diet and doing it, you're not going to lose weight because you're not taking care of all the rest of you. And it's about being confident in the body that we've got and then you move on to the ability to be able to kind of make those changes because your life change and you're confident you're more confident and stuff like yeah. that and it just kind of all flows doesn't it
1: yeah absolutely it's definitely um so we called love thy body project and this morning I launched my free day challenge and the ladies that jumped onto that I was talking about finding your purpose. I was talking about how they need to be aligned with their purpose first and foremost. Because if they're not aligned with their soul passion, if they're not aligned with that soul-led experience that they have dreamt of, or, or you know, since they were a little girl, then they're not going to be they're not going to be able to find themselves. Because actually, that is who they are. Because it's something that they are soul-led to to live so it may be something that you have desired from such a small age or it could be something from your teenage eight years that you you know you really enjoy doing um but then as you've grown older something is stopping you from fulfilling that dream fulfilling that want and need that you have for that that whatever it that is you're doing for me it was dance i absolutely loved to dance put a song on and let me go mad on a dance floor and I would dance. I would practice dance routines and I would do loads of stuff. And my mum would say to me, I wanted to be on top of the pops. So I'm showing my age, right? I wanted to be on top of the pops. So I wanted to be a backing dancer with the famous people. I didn't want to sing. I just wanted to be the backing dancers, I wanted to travel, be around all of these people and really enjoy my dancing. And my mum told me, Well you're a bit old for that now, aren't you? You should have started when you were little. Um, and it put me right mm-hmm. off, and I was like, okay. So I never, I never pursued it. But Wait, whenever what it was occurred, it with her
0: mums? My mum with my <laughs> <you're laughs> exactly.
1: <with> <laughs> <laughs> Your mum with your gown. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is if music comes on, I am the first person up on that dance floor. I'm the last person to leave that dance floor. I would have kids up, people up, people that wouldn't even want to get up. I would have them up, and I would have them boogie in and dancing because it's where I feel. I just feel. I'm free I and it's me and that's who I am and if I don't live that if I don't express myself in that way I'm going to be miserable and so I make sure that I have dance and I have music and I get up and I I listen to all sorts of music and my friends know me via song so my friends will go oh here she comes a lot of them think I'm I liked, na-na-na-na-na, it's the one and only D-O-double-G, and I would be like up, and she thinks she's gangsta because I would been gangster singing and gangster dancing, but it's what I enjoyed, and I didn't care, I would just get up and enjoy it, so yeah, they, they know me for that, and I follow that path, because it's really important that you align with yourself, that you have that purpose in life, so my purpose out there it's just to get out there and be me and to explore who I am and to support other women to be free and to to be who they are and support who they are so if you can find that sole purpose um whether you think it's something that you're never gonna achieve or you think oh it could actually happen because it won't actually happen until you start to believe that it can. Okay. So you need that sole purpose and then you need to start believing. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. That is what what I say. Okay. So if you wanted to have a cottage in the mountains um, and live in Switzerland, um, marry I don't know a Swiss man it's got loads of money and you think well that's never going to happen it ain't going to happen if you don't manifest it if you don't start making those little actions and taking that desired inspired action to get there it will never ever happen the only way it's going to happen is if you start to believe okay so to get my house on that mountain I need to do x y and z it's far far away but if I break that down and I just start to do um x at the moment it's going to bring me one step closer and then the universe is going to go she's ready she is on that path and she is pushing and she is not saying no she's not backing down it's going to start to manifest all of the right things in your way but it may also bring you up blocks and if it brings you up a block it's because you haven't learned a lesson on whatever it was you you were you're trying to do and it's just trying to show you the path so you can't ever take Something that goes wrong for you as a negative is actually a positive way of, okay, I, I, what do I need to learn from this experience right now? Something something is trying to pull me in this way, but I'm not quite sure. And if you can break it down, find what's going on and rechange that and, and move forward, you're not going to go in a straight line, are you? We, we don't live in straight lines. We live up and down and round and round. Um, and actually, people want these things and they think, my body is going to absolutely change. It's going to be, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to feel great. And they do it. And for a few weeks, they lose weight. And I'm, I'm my hands up. I've done it myself many a times. They, they, they lose weight. And then in about four weeks time, they put that weight back on and they're thinking, okay, now I feel really embarrassed because I told my friends I was going to lose this weight. And actually I probably gained two more pounds than I had to start off with. Um, and I was doing really well, but then I've sabotage myself somewhere. And now I feel really embarrassed. And then you're going to eat more because you're comfortable eating. And then you're going to get back on it. Okay, I'm ready, I'm going to get back on it. And you're going to go back on it. And then you're going to go back again. And you're never going to love yourself until you start to love who you are within. Figure out that purpose figure out where your soul is trying to lead you to what you dreamt of as a a young child and and follow that path because when you start to follow that path you become aligned with yourself you start to believe in yourself when you start to believe in yourself as Claire just said things start to happen you start to lose weight without even realizing that you're losing weight you start to learn to love the parts or if you don't love them you start to forget about them and not worry about them anymore because you're not actually focusing on them anymore you're focusing on where you need to go on that path that you should be on um and so that is a really powerful tool it's a really powerful tool to have is that manifesting that focus and that clear alignment of where your your soul is leading you to
0: yeah it's keeping yourself within the positive energies basically and i have got a perfect example of this within my life so i worked for the nhs hated what i did it it wasn't to my values and I applied for a different job within the NHS because I like creative, I like being creative and doing things like that. And so I applied for the activities job and didn't get it. And when I didn't get it, I stood in the office in front of all the people who I'd worked with for years and years and years. And I said, right, I'm going to start my own business and I'm going to be earning more than I earn here for doing less work. I said, right, that's it. I'm doing it. And I started to actually take steps to do that. I started, so we started with the slime sessions and I started coming to Momos and doing the different things, started the ladies wellbeing, became a community interest company, um, got funding, started doing these ladies wellbeing sessions. And it is, so I kind of said that, well, the first lot of funding, I probably didn't do the right thing with it. I didn't kind of grow my business from it because I didn't know what I was doing. But if I actually sit back and think about it in reality, how far have I come from being a but
1: healthcare you've got all assistant? Of these ladies who on didn't here. believe?
0: Yeah, they didn't. I didn't believe as a healthcare assistant at one point that I would ever do anything else. I didn't want to do my mental health nurse training because I saw that what they were doing, and I just didn't want to do all that paperwork. I like, I like the patient contact and it is, and I didn't believe it once upon a time. And then it took it took something to kind of kind of snap and go yeah you can do that you can do what you want and it is it's just been a slow progression and I believed it on and off over the last 12 months and kind of wavered on and off and wavered on and off and then as I started to really really believe in myself I started to manifest things into my life so I've got funding to do the podcast from the lottery and like from the COVID from the government. And I put work in at the beginning of the lockdown, so instead of panicking thinking, thinking oh, I'm going to have to go and get another I'm going to have to go back to work at the NHS and do things that I don't like. I just put work in to make steps to make sure that I was doing what I enjoyed and I was still helping as many people as possible, but I was able to kind of live and continue and I did my moon ceremonies and I, and I asked for these things. And I sent intentions out. I did the crystal grids. I was reading my tarot cards, making sure I was on the right path. I had um, a soul plan reading, with, which was absolutely fantastic. I don't know if anybody knows anybody who does soul plan readings, but it, it was amazing. I kind of know what, kind, what, what route and what journey I'm on because I've done lots and lots of self-discovery work, lots of meditation work and things like that. So I know where I'm going and I know where I'm heading. So in my mind, no, I'm kind of, with the energies and stuff like that, I'm kind of thinking about, so I'll do the mid-daily affirmation, which is day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. And then that's the one that I do constantly all the time. And since I've started saying that, I got my money from my claim from a broken finger that I've been waiting for forever. I just didn't think it was ever going to turn up. That turned up. And then I got an email the next day saying that I've got a lot of refunding for the podcast. And I'd I'd only started started saying things like that. And yeah, I put the work in and I put the effort in, but I believed it. I started to believe that these things would happen and these things would come into my life. And it doesn't have to be about money. It can be about your body and how you feel about yourself, about self-care, allowing yourself to give yourself more self-care, allowing yourself to be more sexually empowered. And it is, it's kind of... Get that focus of the thing that you need and concentrate on it and think about it like you've got it and allow yourself to have it. Because sometimes it just takes someone to say, you know what? You are allowed to have that thing that you really want. You're allowed to. You're allowed to be happy. You're allowed to be free. You're allowed to have all those things that you want in your life. You are allowed to do that. I'm giving you permission.
1: And I absolutely, 100%, like, I love... I love manifestation. I love, I, I practice first thing in the morning. I do a morning meditation and then I do my gratitude straight away because I want to make sure that the universe knows I'm grateful for what I have already or what I'm about to receive because actually putting it out to the universe is the most important thing because once you've done that and your affirmations as well, Oh, I've got a moth or something flying around me. That's That um, that might be a little sign, Hey, a little, um, that, in in turn that subconsciously going into your head okay that's (laughs) that's providing your mind with all of that positive um so it's retraining your mind to take away that negative self-talk and it's giving you that positive self-talk at the start so i launched love thy body project in so i would i'm just going to give you a quick backstory okay so the reason why love thy body project exists right now is because my husband was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer in november 2018 so he was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer and we were given um six to, to eight months on a, pro- a prognosis okay and we were told to put all of our stuff get everything ready make sure the children knew, because they said that it wasn't fair to leave them to wait because if they overheard other people talking then it might affect them mentally and so we, ha- we told our children we, t- we had um, all our family come all over to come and see my husband and we started to put the stuff into place that the Macmillan nurses and and that the hospital and the consultants were telling us to do and my husband was like, this is, he was 41, 42 at the time. He was like, this isn't happening. We've got five kids. My, we, my son was only one, just 18 months. He was like, he will never remember me. This is not happening. It can't happen. And so we started to really use the power of manifestation, that power of your gratitudes and, and that um, positive way of thinking. And we, we started to turn our life around in that way. And he started to use his mindfulness to bring um, the right kind of foods into him. So he used mindful eating because he wasn't very good at eating his greens and stuff like that. He was, wasn't very good eater. But actually... A year on from his diagnosis, he was given um, a letter to say that there was no evidence of disease. And this disease was in his lungs, around his heart wall, in his lymph nodes, in his neck. And all he's done is he's gone and had the treatment each each time he had to have the treatment. He had to go to hospital every three weeks and have treatment. But all he's done other than that is think positively that it's, it's not that's not a definite prognosis. And he can make these changes to himself and use the right... You know, holistic type of tools. Oh, are. moved. <laughs> holistic no. type of tools, where he can he can embrace his well-being himself, and he can make those changes, and he can believe that he has the power to make these changes. So he was given actually um, a year on, and so he's still okay at the moment. It's still going well. But I was a full-time childminder. I had been childminding for a number of years. We had about 16 children on roll. My husband was my assistant. My daughter was my assistant. And I couldn't have these children in my house anymore because if my husband was going to be poorly, if he was going to be sick, if he was going to be weak, that I didn't want them seeing it. I didn't want them see, seeing him that way. And I certainly didn't want my husband to feel that he couldn't be poorly in a house full of other people's children. And so I had to give up a business that was paying all of our bills and I, and I was like, crap, what are we going to do? We have no money now. Like literally that's all three of us in in my household that can earn. We're earning from that business. And so I was like, okay, do you know what? I'm really aligned with Ann Summers and what I'm doing with Ann Summers. And I've got quite a big team with Ann Summers and I'm obviously good at what I'm doing there. And I'm really Mm -hmm aligned with empowering women to feel confident in the skin they're in. How can I adapt this now? How can I turn this around? And so Love Like Body Project was born. I spoke with Anna and Laura, who I'd met through doing a positive, a body positivity catwalk. Um, And I just asked them if they'd be interested in coming on board as co founders with me when I launched and the three of us have different expertise. So we can make it a, a whole package rather than it just being like a specific like niche as such, so we made it a whole package. And on the 1st of September last year, I opened the doors to my community without a clue what I was doing. <laughs> I like literally without a clue, and I was just like, okay, what do I do? And I'm just going. I'm just going to go for it. So in January, in January, I was asked to speak on stage with Caprice. And I was like, holy moly, I'm going to speak on stage with Caprice. I did um, in front of 150 women up on stage and spoke about my journey and the power that social media and society have on the younger generation and how it affects their mental health and their, their well-being and how they perceive that body positive image. Because actually, what we're doing is detrimental to the next generation. It's not just us. It's happened to us. We're living it. They don't need to live this. They have, we have the power and the tools to be able to change our way of thinking and support them in growing into confident young children. And so I went on stage, I, I had six children come into a studio and I got them to openly talk about their body images, um, how they perceived their own body, who they thought was, you know, the ideal person in, in their eyes and, and, and stuff and how they were perceived at school. And they did this absolute raw 10 minute interview. And the lady kept saying to me, you do know that this is going to eat into your time on stage. This is your time on stage you're eating into here. And I was like, do you know what? I don't care because these children are more powerful than I am right now. It's up to them what they're saying and they literally were saying skinny girls and like inverted skinny girls or the popular girls are what everybody strives to be like because that's what is shown on their social media that's what is shown in a magazine and that's coming from out of 10 and 11 year olds and it was heartbreaking and then i carried on with my journey how i went and then caprice went after me and she said as she got on stage i had a whole speech prepared but I think I'm going to follow on from the previous lady. And she talked about her journey and stuff. And she went, instead of talking about whatever it was she was going to talk about. But, um, and now I got to interview her on a one-to-one basis and like this, like we are now. And she, yeah, she was, she gave me her personal inbox and everything. So it was really cool. But I never in a million years, thought that I would be on stage with a (laughs) supermodel like I was like shaking and everything but I also did the body positivity catwalk again this year with another 25 women strutting their stuff in their undies feeling confident Mm -hmm. and we are just about to release something really special I'm, I'm super excited so our first book is coming out and it is a powerful powerful book
0: Super. Yeah, I've, I keep I keep seeing the book, and um, I'll, I'll, oh, so I've, I, oh, are you not got a copy of it though? If you're to show the ladies the No, image. Not no, yet. So, no, I haven't even got not even got a, copy, even got a copy. No, oh, how exciting! Um, so it
1: comes out on on the 1st of September via Kindle and then um, a week later, it should come out on paperback. I don't know if I could, I could show a picture of the front cover maybe on my phone, but I don't have a copy. Let me have a look. Yeah.
0: I can, I can always uh, share it in the ladies wellbeing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, share so. it. Cause it'll be yeah. better
1: than seeing it on a screen. Um, yeah. And be
0: able to see this, it then. Yeah.
1: This book, we have been sitting on it for like ages, like months and months and months and months. And like I was saying with the inspired action, I was like, this is not going to happen if we just keep sitting there. And you know, you get that imposter syndrome and there's three of us. So we're waiting for each other. We're <laughs> waiting for one of us to push the other one. And I was like, this has got to be me. I've got to push this now. So I just, I just went for it, pushed them. And it was done and it's done. And it's going to be an amazing book. I'm super proud of it. We, the feedback we've had from it is, is amazing. I'm really proud of it. But also at the same time, I decided, you know what? It's not enough to hear my voice. <laughs> and and the co-founders voices, I want my community to speak out and so actually in December a book is coming out and there is 24 women processing their stories at the moment and in the middle of writing and their books coming out in December Um, and it's just going to be a follow-on and we've we've changed the title from what ours is to true life stories So it will be a continuum. And then we've got 20 other women sitting, waiting to write the second one already. So with me just doing that one book, and we're aligned for this, we need to do it. Let's go. Three books are being processed.
0: Yeah, it is. And, and it's, it's taking those steps and towards that goal at the end, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like me, I, I've been procrastinated about this doing this podcast for ages. And mean now I've got funding, I'm kind of I'm doing that I'm taking those steps and doing it step by step to get to the top goal. And I'm just concentrating on the little on each little one and doing it bit by bit. And and it is, and we can use that tool in, in, in all of our lives. Te- just take it step by step to reach, to get to that goal where you want to go. And each step you take, the better you feel and the more confident you are. Whereas if you're aiming for something that's massive, you're not, you're not going to think that you're going to be able to do it. Whereas if you break no. it down to those little steps, so if you kind of, so let's say, because we're talking about our bodies, and, our, and it, so if we eat takeaways three times a week, if we start to take a step, so that we just eat takeaways twice a week, you know what? That's still a step. And it is, and it's just breaking it down step by step by step by step. So if we have five bars of chocolate a day, we just have four a day one week. Then the next week, we just have three. And I used to live off chocolate when I was bigger. And I'd be like, Oh, I don't know why I'm so big all the time. I'd like to go go to the shop and buy four bars of chocolate and eat four pairs bars of chocolate, two on the way to where I was going and two on the way back in the car. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I can't lose weight no matter what I try. And it's like, well, you know what? In reality, if I actually stopped and thought about it, which is like a lot of us, we all know what we need to do to get to our goals. We all know how to do what yeah. we want to do. We just and
1: we put those blocks up ourselves. It's, diff- it's not it's anybody difficult. else. It's us. It is. It's it is so and difficult. It's like yeah, it's like we are punishing ourselves. We want something, but then we punish ourselves. But I th- it's definitely mindset. It's definitely like we like I was talking about self compassion before. We become down on ourselves because we haven't achieved it by a certain date or a certain time. And actually, if we take away the time and the dates and, you know, don't put that pressure on ourselves, then actually it's a a much more fun journey. And like you were just saying with the eating, there's nothing wrong with eating chocolate. There's nothing wrong with having a bit of cake. There's nothing wrong with uh, mine's a packet of crisps, by the way, like about ten packets of crisps in one go. And my husband's like, "No, one day that you can't lose weight, Serena." I'm like, "Oh, I don't care. I'm enjoying my crisps." But, oh, talk um, chocolate
0: digestives for me.
1: <laughs> but actually, if you can be mindful with what you're eating and, and and give yourself so Laura in the community she would say instead of limiting your plate, so instead of like you having a normal sized dinner plate and you're putting a smaller portion on there, which then makes it feel like you're not eating enough because that plate is then half empty. Use a smaller plate, fill it up, because then it feels like it's full, but you've eaten less. And then enjoy a piece of cake or a piece of chocolate or whatever it is that you want to enjoy, but you'll feel full because you have had this plate. So it's about your mind and your perception of what you're doing. And if you deprive yourself of that chocolate bar completely, you're going to crave it. And then you're going to eat a piece and then be miserable because you ate a piece. And then you're going to talk like down on yourself and you're going to give yourself all that negative energy when actually it was okay to eat it in the first place. And what you should be doing is celebrating the fact that you only had one chocolate bar and not five.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I was going to say about uh, bodies as well. So I've actually worn today, and I've not got my belly out because it's cold. But Mm -hmm. like, it's not very often, but this... I like. I have had three children, and I am very skinny. But I have still got all these yeah. stretch marks. I've got two holes where I've had my belly button pierced, and things like that. And it's, you know, what? It's it's okay. So I, you might all think that I'm dead skinny and that my I I, I like my body and this that and the other, but we've all got bits of ourselves that we don't like. So we
1: have indeed.
0: And when I was size 14, 16, 18, when I had the girls, I put a lot of weight on. I wasn't happy then, before I had, before I had all my stretch marks, because I was bigger, so it, it doesn't matter, I mean, like, my ear's curly today, because I've just gone with who I am, and I don't like having it curly, I straighten it all the time. <laughs> um, we all want what we've not got and Absolutely. once we start to learn to love the little bits that we do like, so I really like my eyes and my eyelashes, and you know what there's nothing wrong with that um it is it's just kind of finding those things and knowing that we it's all right to say, "I like my eyes and my eyelashes, look."
1: That's very beautiful <laughs> it, exactly. it's okay. and take the compliments
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, so and, and these ladies in, in here will know when I first started doing these kind of things, I really, really struggled with compliments and stuff like that. It would embarrass me if someone would give me a compliment i wouldn 't know what to say and, that's because I wasn't used to having compliments and, yeah. and, and it is and it's just you have to learn to accept them and you know what it makes you feel good when someone gives you a compliment and I even started like so if someone's walking down the street and they've got a, a skirt on that I like I'll say oh I really like that skirt and because do you know what you might you're walking past them and you're looking at them because you think I really like that skirt and they might be thinking oh god that woman's looking at me like like I'm a right weirdo and and it just takes for you to be that little bit confident and say say why you're looking I like that skirt and that might make that woman's weak that might make a year You, you don't know and it is it's once you kind of get that body confidence with yourself and you become empowered within yourself then you start wanting to empower other people and then you become more and more empowered and more and more confident in what you've got because you can see what other people are getting from it when you start to share it as well. And it's just, yeah. it's really special when it all fits in. And sometimes it's really hard to get past that negative aspect of it all. But it's having that fight within yourselves to know that you can and you don't have to go down that. You can, you can be confident and you can, you can be sexually empowered and get to wherever you want to go. Believe it it is just believe it and think about it and you know what put steps into place to get there if you want to go there put them steps into place and get yourself there because you can be confident that you can do it and having that yeah. confidence is what's going to get you there um, yeah
1: and don't worry if you get a setback because actually you've still come that far and a setback's only a setback until you work your way around it right
0: it's normally a lesson that setback. There's normally something to be learned. If there is some sort of setback, it's normally part of your journey. You've not, quite learnt, you've not quite learnt the lesson that they needed you to learn. So if you've had a bit of a setback, because you some, something else to go about, and then straight on to the journey, you'll continue once you've learnt that lesson. It is just taking those right steps. So. Right, we've done an hour, we've done really well. Oh, She's wow. <laughs>
1: so they've sat uh, there listening to us bless them <laughs> i
0: know they've not chirped in that very you much told I've me
1: um they're quite rowdy so you might have to tell them to be quiet and they haven't spoken
0: <laughs> so i hope that you all enjoyed today's session it's been lovely to talk to you all i hope that you've taken you. something from it thank you, thank you. there we go Although I'll say thank you very quietly and shy now, so yeah, I yeah, will um, <laughs> make sure that this continues and that we continue with this empowerment and feeling confident and stuff like that. Make sure that we, we feel com- comfortable talking to each other about it as well, because sometimes it just helps to have someone that you can talk to about these things, and
1: yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's good for us. So, right, I will see you all later. Thanks for listening to Broken Mind and Growing Confidence. Find us on Facebook at Positive Life Workshops. Come and join our Facebook group, Broken Mind and Growing Confidence, or the Ladies' Wellbeing Group. Our anxiety course will be live soon. If you're looking to improve your confidence, if you're interested in any healing, card readings, having problems with anxiety or your own confidence, feel free to give me a message. Thanks for listening. We'll be here again next Thursday. Goodbye.